Can you believe it? It's already Heavenly Wit Monday. I am your host, Teresa Ann, and you are joining my YouTube channel, Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. And you may also be joining me right now via podcast. And I want to say welcome. Now, for those of you who are coming back for another week of Heavenly Wit, I want to say thank you so much. And for those of you who are joining my channel for the first time, I want to say welcome. Now, Heavenly Wit Monday is based on my book, Heavenly Wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about going from the ending to the beginning. That is what's coming up next. So going from the ending to the beginning, you may be wondering what the heck I am talking about, but you'll know in just a moment. So profound simplicity was the phrase for this one particular morning where I just wanted to not just read the word, but I wanted to hear it. So I got on my Bible app and I pressed play when it came to Ephesians. And as I began to listen, I started to see this. Hmm. In six chapters, literally, it is all wrapped up in one book on how to live this life in Christ. But when you read it from the beginning to the ending, you'll notice something. And I never took notice of this until this one particular day. So I'm going to put that up there. Okay, we're going to come back to that in just a moment. But I need you to understand what happened one day, uh, probably about two years ago. I was going through a really hard time, and I felt like I couldn't hear the Holy Spirit. One thing I've learned is he's always talking, but it doesn't mean we're always aware of his voice. And a lot of times, being aware is not just hearing with our carnal ears, but it's asking God to open our spiritual ears and eyes so that we can hear and see in the spirit. And how do you do that? By opening up the word of God. I'm telling you, his voice is so loud and clear with his word. And there are going to be moments where you're going to hear something maybe like right here in your I call it your inner, your your inner being, your belly, your your uh, your gut. You're gonna hear something, and all of a sudden later you'll realize it was in the Word of God. And so, with that, I wanted to talk about this one particular day. So stick with me. I promise you, I'm going somewhere with this. I was having a hard time, so I called this beautiful friend of mine who's in her 80s. And uh, she's just full of the love for God. She just loves her Jesus so much. So I called her and I told her, I can't hear the Holy Spirit. I need you to tell me what he's saying. And the good friend that she is and the good sister in Christ that she is, she didn't let me get off the hook. She says, first of all, Teresa, you do hear the voice of God. Secondly, I will be a witness by staying on the phone with you, but I am not telling you what he's saying unless he tells me to speak. And right now, he needs you to know you hear him. So I was like, okay. 
I said, I just, can you tell me what he's saying? And she goes, no, you ask him, what is he saying? And it was the most awesome exercise. So here I am on the phone and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? And there was silence. She didn't try helping me to hear what I needed to hear. She just stayed silent and she prayed for me without me hearing her pray. And all of a sudden this thought comes in. Be still and know that I am God. And I was like, I think I heard him. And she said, you think? And I said, okay, I I know, I believe I heard him. Well, what did he say? Be still and know that I am God. And she starts laughing and she's like, yes, that's what I heard too. And I said, but here's the problem. I don't know what that looks like to be still and know that I am God. She goes, well, ask him. And I'm like, you make it sound like it's that easy. She goes, well, it is that easy. (laughs) So I was like, okay. So I said, Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be still and know that you are God? Silence. And all of a sudden, in my, I don't know how to explain it, but like I could see a projection, it was very faint, of these words, be still and know that I am God, and they're being jumbled up. And all of a sudden it says, when you know I am God, You can't help but be still. But you don't know that I'm God in this situation. What? So I tell her what I hear. She's like, whoa, Teresa, see? She's like, see? You hear his voice. And I said, but okay, this is amazing. But I still don't really know what it means Yes, okay, I want to know that he's God so that I can be still. But how do I know he's God in this situation when I am just like shaken by this? And then she says, well, ask him. So I said, Lord, I need to know. How do I know that you're God in this situation? Because I do want to be still. And all of a sudden, I saw these words. You keep wanting to respond to her. But that's not what you're called to do. Every time she calls or texts, do not respond to her. Respond to me. That is how you be still and know that I am God. You guys. Is that not profound? Psalm 4610. And this is what it says. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now watch this. The end result is to be still, correct? But in order to be still, 
you need to know and I need to know that God will be exalted in the earth and among the nations. And when we realize that he will be exalted in the earth and among the nations, we cannot help but be still in every situation in our life. It doesn't mean we're not going to struggle for moments, but in those moments, we're going to remember, "Uh uh-uh, God will be exalted in the nations and in the earth. And because of that, I know he's God. And because I know he's God, I cannot help but be still. So there is that part. So we're going to go back to the very beginning when I talked about this moment of profound simplicity as I was reading the book of Ephesians. Now watch this. In Ephesians 6, 11, what does it say again? It says, Put on all of God's armor so that you may be able to stand firm against the strategies of the enemy. And then, of course, as you read the rest of Ephesians 6, you see that the armor of God is none other than Jesus himself. But he's describing so powerfully like let me tell you who Jesus is over your life this is not just armor to put on every day this is this is the armor that i want you to know that when you're aware to his presence you cannot help but experience that he is your shield of faith that he is your belt of truth that he is your helmet of salvation that he is he is the one that prepares your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace He is the one that is your shield of faith. I may have already said that. He is the one that's your breastplate of righteousness. He guards your heart and he guards your mind with that helmet. He is the sword of the spirit. He is a double-edged sword. It doesn't matter which way he slices It is going to cut and it's going to cut deep. You're going to know truth from the lies. That's what the word of God does. It separates. It shows you clearly, oh, that thinking is not godly, but this thinking is. And the word of God exposes that so clearly. So you know when a humanistic thought comes in that sounds so good, but it's not God. Remember this, God is good, but good is not God. We got to remember that. He is the author of all and nothing else is the author of him. I'm going to read this as I wrote it so that I do not uh, paraphrase it to where it's, it's watered down because when I heard it, I wrote it down. I do not want it to be watered down by just a memory. So this is why I'm going to read it to you, okay? So as I was listening to the last chapter of Ephesians, this holy thought comes in. When you read this letter from me through Paul, listen by my spirit. As you need to hear and read this as I intended. Listen to and read this letter from the ending now to the beginning. In order to live this life that Paul has been describing, it can only be done as you are in me. Apart from me, 
you cannot do this as I intended and purposed. Does that sound familiar? That's from John 15. Let's start from the ending of the letter and go what seems like is backwards, but truly we are starting in me as all pressure is off of you. From chapter six, when you are first aware that I am your armor and salvation, you'll find that you'll want to obey. And in your obedience, you'll realize, as in chapter 5, it's all about living a Holy Spirit-guided life. Putting on the awareness that I am your armor is when you'll find true living in me takes place. In living in me, you will live out in relationships as I intended. And from me, you cannot help but live by my light. And living in my light, you're now living as my child known as light. In this profound living, you can't help, as revealed in chapter 4, but living in unity within the body of Christ. And in unity with the body, because you're aware that I am your armor, you can't help but desire to not only pray, but live a life that reveals spiritual growth. As you spiritually grow in who I am, as your armor, you cannot help but reveal the mysterious plan that has been revealed in you which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that goes all the way back to chapter 1 and 2. Living this life in Christ, being made alive in Him. And as we're made alive in Him, we can't help but live the spiritual blessings as revealed in chapter 1. Isn't that incredible? So right then and there, that shows us, that takes the pressure off of us, that it's not about us working this out on our own. This is about us yielding and submitting to the Holy Spirit of God, just as revealed in his word, but also in my book, Heavenly Wit. How do you resist the enemy? By submitting to God. You don't resist the enemy with your own power of resisting. You will be exhausted and you could possibly die. Okay, I'm just saying. But when you realize that the power of resistance comes in the submission, like it says in James 4, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How do you submit? You put on the awareness that God is your armor. Isn't that powerful? If you do not know this Jesus that I'm talking about today, do you want to? If you do, will you do me a favor? Will you email me at letstalktv74 at gmail.com? In the meantime, do this. Just call on the name of of Jesus. His word says, 
when you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. So from there, I want to walk you through by the Spirit what to do next. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you for your Holy Spirit's power. Father, I thank you right now that anyone watching and listening to this episode today, that they are not hearing Teresa Ann's voice, but they are only hearing yours. And anything, Father, that is of me, that is not of you, Lord, let it fall on deaf ears in the name of Jesus. And let only what is of you, Father, fall on their ears and their heart to receive from you. Thank you, Father, that I am a vessel of honor and that I'm set apart and useful for you, Lord, prepared for every good work, even in this. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the viewer, for the listener, that Lord God, they're watching right now. They're listening right now, not because they want to hear what I have to say, but Father, they want to hear the testimony of what you've done in my life, Lord, because I would love to hear the testimony of you, God, in their life. So, Father, I thank you for covering them. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus that we are not called to live a life of being safe. But, Lord, we are called to live in you, who is our safety. You are our refuge. You are our God. And how we know your God is in the moments of trouble. Lord, you said that we will have trouble in this world, but take heart for know this, that I have overcome the world. So Lord, we believe you. We believe that you have overcome the world. We love you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I just declare that you are seeing with God's heavenly places perspective, heavenly wit. If you've ordered heavenly wit, thank you so much. And thank you for writing a review and what you've learned. And you can even email me and let me know what you've learned from this book. You can do Bible studies with, you can do small group talk, uh, sitting around, maybe even doing a Zoom with your small group uh, and, and following along if you'd like. That would be a great, uh, a great way to do that. Because remember, God is our source. But this is just a resource. This is a resource to point you to the source of our everyday life. And that's God himself. But also I want to let you know about Did You Know? I have two books right now. They're children's books. This one's the boys' version. I'm still waiting for the girls to come in. But Did You Know is for children of all ages, from infancy to 100 years old. I'm telling you. It's not only for the one you're reading to, but it's for the one who's also reading it. And I believe with all of my heart that when you get this book, that it will minister to your spirit to remember Did you know who he is to know who you are? So thank you so much for joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. 
Thank you so much for joining me, your host, Teresa Ann on Let's Talk Studio. I'm so grateful you joined me today on Heavenly Whip Monday. And now if you like my channel, thank you for subscribing if you haven't done so already. And if you like the content of my YouTube channel, will you please like this video? And even better yet, if you like this video, would you please share it with your friends and family? Thank you so much for joining me today on Heavenly Whip Monday, and we'll see you next week.